This episode of The Fairy Godcast, brought to you by Ravi Suka Lounge, now booking for all events and special occasions, and Adip Initiates. Explore the ancient mysteries and symbolism of self-initiation. Elevate your understanding of self. Sanders' lack of courage. It's the Fairy Godcast featuring me, the Fairy Godbag, and our producer, Taylor, and Brendy Morales. You sound so bummed. I'm not here for this. I'm bummed because Bernie Sanders conceded in a way, I guess. I guess Bernie Sanders has given up, and so have I. Taylor, please give us a rundown of the topics, please, or a rundown of the outline. While we're doing her intro, which is now, which is super sad, apparently, um, we have my Taylor's Tale, we have our Boiling Cloud, we have a ring review, and we have a flutter, our fluttered thought, and then our outro. Let's stick around. Taylor, what's the countdown song? I'm just gonna cry. Number five, fuck you. We're doing a, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth local artist countdown. This week, and at number five, it's Downstream by Drive Through Society.
drive through by mainstream society. What was it? Downstream by drive through society, you asshole. There you go. So in this week's Taylor's Tell. Okay, so Taylor, what happened at Warp Tour? Tell me, spill the tea. Well, okay, so as we've talked about probably too often, um, my boyfriend is in a band. And Quote they unquote band. were a band huh? a band. Fuck you. Um and they were the only local band in Dallas that was asked to play the Dallas show, which was actually the kickoff date uh-huh. for the whole tour. Um, it was really cool. Um, they were given two extra passes, so I got one. And I got to go, like, backstage and shit, and, um, I met the lead singer for Issues. Oh my god! That was really fucking cool. I know who that is! Tyler Carter. Yes! Yeah, I got to meet him, and he's a total sweetheart. He's so good! I He's know. a good singer! I know. I like him. No way! I got a picture! <laughs> Yeah. I did see, I liked it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, um it was really cool. Um and then I met okay, so speaking of Bernie Sanders. Um I met a girl through the Bernie Sanders like support group on Facebook right. a while back. And um she writes for a newspaper here in Dallas, and so I was like, "Oh, hey, do you want to like interview my boyfriend's band, since they're, you know, a local band and whatever. So she writes this art, she interviews them, and she writes this article basically shitting all over Warp Tour, saying that it's like the worst festival ever. And I'm just like, why are you here? Like, why did you even go if you hate it so much? She's like, well, I was only there for some 41. And I was like, well, maybe you should have checked facts because they didn't even play the Dallas. Does she write for opinion sections or actually informational? Um, <laughs> Basically, the whole article was just, like, Warp Tour is the worst planned festival. Like, there's no water. There's no shade. Like, it's do they pay her jammed. for her opinion or for actual news? Yeah. Well, they paid her to write it. Like, she's supposed to gather news or give her opinion. That's what I thought. Yeah. And so she was just, like, kind of a bitch when she was, like, interviewing my boyfriend, which was, like, super frustrating. And then, like, just, I basically was, like, a roadie for the band. And it was, like, it was frustrating because dealing with six guys who don't deal with stress very well on, like, a, the probably the biggest show they've ever played was not fun. But other than that, Warped was really cool. It was fucking hot as shit, and I was not there for that. See, like, I'm sorry. If I was in a musical group and we were, like, moderately successful, I would just slap a smile on my face and just get, get through it. Fuck it. Fuck it. No, I mean, they did. They were fine. The show was really good. Um, I recorded a live broadcast on their page for it, so it's on there. Did you take your top off? I didn't. I was wearing a swimsuit. Oh. I took off my shirt and revealed the swimsuit underneath. But you didn't take your top off? I did not. Well. Okay, and now tell us about your letter falling out with Mr. Brian. Oh, it was just about Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I know, but why? I wanna... Oh, I mean, basically, okay, so, like, my boyfriend hates politics. Of course. He's like, hates it. Well, when have I ever found someone that likes politics? The answer is never. You Have I ever met someone who 
You like that like politics? No. Yeah. And so we just like I was trying to like just bitch about it. Of course. Because, you know, I've been a staunch Bernie supporter from the beginning. We all have. And to get turned around on like this fucking sucks. I actually tweeted earlier, um, I used the uh, Tyra Banks gif. I was rooting for you! We were all rooting for you! How dare you! Did you at him? Yes, I did, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's glorious. Yeah, but, I mean, it was just, we got into that, and, like, I was just trying to bitch about it, and he was, like, going off on how much he hates politics, and I just got frustrated, and then, yeah. So, like, here, I'll just show you the tweet over the computer. I hope that goes viral. It won't. And I have zero likes and zero retweets, so. Um, well. Alright, so... I think it brings an end to our Taylor's Tell. Yep, that's it. At number four, who is it? Tell me. It's Lost at Sea by Light the Fire.
here comes the breakdown. by Light the Fire. In this week's Boiling Cloud segment. It's a mess. So this shooting in Dallas, um, I really have no words to say on what actually happened. I think it's clearly terrible. I just find it very peculiar. Very, very peculiar. Very peculiar. Very, very fucking peculiar. It's really how it happened. And all the quote-unquote facts we've had. I find it very peculiar. Very queer. How it happened right the fuck after Hillary was not indicted. For after what the FBI is described as a clear violation of the law. Like, do you think there was a coincidence between the two? I'm not gonna say it was a coincidence that I wanna end up like dead. Or I wanna be killed. But I think I find it very peculiar. I think it, you know, there's so many happenings and there's multiple dimensions going on, so it probably just happened, oh, excuse me. Coincide. <laughs> Coincide. Like, the biggest thing that happened during this police brutality bullshit happens to just have right the fuck after. The FBI recommended no indictment, and how we just have like automatically forgotten about it. I mean, I think there's something, there's a correlation, and there's somewhere. I would not be fucking surprised. I don't know. I may be ignorant, but I think the Hillary thing. I don't know. It's she's your everyday politician, and I don't think it should be as blown not. out of proportion as it is. And you know, I think it's her and Bill are the same thing as Thomas Paine talked about with hereditary secession. So they have, it's become hereditary succession with the, it's becoming a monarchy basically, instead of a democracy, because you have rich people that constantly are going in to be the politicians. So with Hillary, yes, it, you know, I can see it with her, but it just seems like she's the scapegoat for all the politicians wrongdoing, and it's easy to point to her. And, you know, I'm not saying she didn't do anything wrong, because she obviously did, but I think in compared to everything else that is going on in politics and in foreign policy, this is probably the one of the smaller things that could be being picked on right now that is being blown out of proportion. Honestly, I understand how you feel, but this is an evil-ass fucking woman. This woman has ruined entire careers, has killed people, had had people killed before. Like, 
She isn't a nice little grandma. No, this bitch is fucking wicked. She wins this election. Like, she has so much power. No, she has the most power out of all of them. She's like buddy buddies with the Rothschilds. Like, are you fucking kidding me? This is, this is not your one-of-the-mill grandma politician from Vermont. No. This bitch, if allowed to take presidency, like, who the fuck knows what the fuck is going to happen? I'm not ready. I'm not fucking ready. Like, not. I always feel like Donald Trump would be better. In a way. He'd be way he, different. <laughs> That's for different. He would be run as a business. Like, he wouldn't... They wouldn't allow him to do anything. The Republican Party would just, like, dangle him. Or the ones can support him would dangle him around. It'd be like a George Bush administration with Dick Cheney, like, leading the pack. He just needs to go paint. <laughs> you want Donald Trump to go paint? No, George Bush. Oh. Poor guy. He's seen some shit. Okay. <laughs> I did like him. <laughs> he has. Uh, next topic would be Alton Sterling or Philando Castile. I think this is all-inclusive. Like, at this point, with the Alton... Sterling shooting. It was like broad broadcast on Facebook, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. He, no, Alton Sterling's was not. Philando Castillo's was. Okay. So. Well, Castillo's his was his girlfriend had recorded after he got shot. He was dying, and she was posting it live on Facebook. But the other one, I guess, like you said, broadcasted. But um, Alton Sterling's was uploaded the whole thing from different angles. They had at least two cameras on them. Taylor, what the fuck? What? What the fuck happened? Okay. Well, um... Uh, did it really happen like that? Like, was it that serious? Alton Sterling was selling CDs. Oh, okay. On the side of the road in, I believe it was Baton Rouge. Okay. Um, and... At a convenience store. Yeah, they were trying to say that he was armed when one police officer had his knee on one arm and the other one had his knee on the other arm. Um... It was Baton Rouge. Which it's easy to say someone has a gun because it's America. Everyone's going to have a gun on them. So they try to justify it by saying, oh, he has a gun and sounding scared and then shoot him. You know, it's like if you tackle anybody, they're going to have a gun on them, most of them. And then you can justify it by saying he has a gun doesn't mean he's pointing it at you. They had him down on the ground with both of his arms out. And honestly, even if he did have a gun, he wasn't holding it in his hands and he didn't reach for his pockets at all. Exactly. And then with Philando Castile, he was pulled over for a routine traffic stop with a busted tail light. Yeah, which I actually saw an article about that. It was kind of went on what I was thinking. I was like, why are we still pulling over people for traffic or tail lights? You know, we can send people a ticket for running a red light, yet they can't do like a, a something that's to say, hey, fix your tail light ticket. You don't have to pull someone over for that. You can just like, hey, this was broken. Let me write it down, send a warning ticket or an acknowledgement, put that in the system. But no, they want to do everything so primitive. <laughs> I love the fuck out of that. Well, yeah, the best we part about the this. Philando Castile shooting, if you can find a best part, is that he was literally, he was legally armed, and he was doing what he was supposed to do. He told the police that pulled him over that he was armed, and he was reaching for his wallet, not his gun. But apparently that Second Amendment doesn't apply to anyone darker than the mocha latte color. Or lighter than... <laughs> or fluorescent beige. Yeah, fluorescent beige. There you go. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> but, you know, so, he did what they're told to do in training. Because when I took a CHL class, they said the same thing. If you get pulled over, first thing you do, let your officer know, hey, I have a CHL, and I and whether or not you're carrying, let him know, hey, you're carrying. 
So he did that and poor guy still gets shot for carrying while black. Does it apply to everybody or is it something set up to comfort the fears of those who are scared of someone else rising up, probably rightfully so? You know? Well, it's forget to me, like, part of the reason that they like wanted me to come on, too, because of an argument that I talked with uh, Wade Wilkes, or no, they, an argument they made against, like, Wade Wilkes be, being able to be ignorant or whatever, of the fact that he has served in the army. And I'm like, so because you served in the army, does that make you, like, any better? And who's that? The guy who owns the radio station. Oh, he said he served in the army? Yeah. And so that allows him because he protected, like, um, and honestly, that probably even more dimensional than that. It depends on when he served. Not, no, but it, not even that. It's the fact that our rights aren't being violated by people overseas or people like anywhere that they battle. They're being they're being oppressed by the people we have voted into power. When like you said, we should have uprise against it. When reading one of Dave Grossman's book, his name or his title is Lieutenant Colonel David Grossman. And he has two prominent books, one's called On Killing and another one's called On Combat. And I believe one of them, it may have been On Killing, he mentions how the military and police have essentially switched prerogatives on what they need to be doing. And now military, especially you see in Iraq and Afghanistan, have become more of a police over there. So military are now taking on a police role and the police are now taking on a military role. Like, no questions asked, we're just gonna do what we, we're gonna do to you. And the military, they started to get like, you have to m make sure things are happening, you have to break everything down, you have to have better intel, you have to have very damn good reason to yeah, kill somebody. Yeah, I read a post that said like, yes. there's process cards. There's very the much of a process now, and with now with the police, now there's like, oh, I'm scared, I'm gonna shoot you. You know, and I think a lot of it comes from training you know because it you can see how the switch may have happened based on the training that they get because a lot of older military guys come in and start training the police forces so they're like oh hey i'm gonna kill and those were old military tactics and we don't need those anymore no. so and now the, today's military is like what the police should be and then now the police today are like what old military is you know, like, no questions asked, slash and burn tactics. What really gets to me is the fact that they say that they were defending our rights. You know, Whose rights? Yeah, exactly, because our rights have been violated upon against the same people we voted into power. I read this thing on Atlantic or NPR, one of them. Either way, it was one of those two. And it mentioned that one of the, some of the most prominent things being mentioned on Facebook, or not just Facebook, but social media by black people is that Things are bad, but getting better. And by white people, it's mentioned, I shouldn't say white people or black people, but like a majority and then a majority. And by white people, it's being mentioned that things were way better, it's getting worse. You can look at some people's profile picture. I want the America I grew up in. There's Donald Trump, make America great again. What is this world coming to? We need to think about a future for our kids. You know, they are really scared. They are. And you see the fear being spread and then there's, <laughs> There's a lot of people capitalizing understand on understand, too. It's like, okay, you have that in, within you. Like, you have, you have the, the societal GP to of, we want America to get better. How do, you, how do you think that Muslims feel? Like, how do you think that they feel over there? Like, this, that's why they're scared. That's why they rebel against us. That's why, like, you have faction of them that break off and become, like, fucking crazy radicals. Like, they blow up Baghdad and shit like that. But 
much like recently happened. But they, they they want to they want, they see us as the empire and they're like Luke Skywalker. <laughs> you know what, they, what I mean? Because yeah. we're coming in there, we're fucking fucking up their shit. And before it was just them fucking up each other's shit, and now it's we funded ISIS. Yes, but it's like with the police too. It's no longer about protecting everyone. They become special interest groups. Yeah. Like, I have one person to protect, and that's who it is. And. You know, I'm tired of seeing anecdotal things where they'll show, like, one black guy, like, oh, the police, you know? Like, that is so anecdotal because you're trying to speak for millions of people when that's impossible to do. You can only speak for yourself. So, it's like, using that. And, like, with the Dallas shootings, I don't know if we're getting to that yet, but yeah. I would see a lot of comments that would mention, like, I can't believe some people say they have this coming and... You know, I don't think it was a good thing that happened. You know, don't get me wrong. I absolutely think it was terrible what happened. It's terrible when anyone gets shot like that unless they absolutely deserve it, which none of these people deserve it. But you can't argue that they didn't have this coming. I'm not saying they deserved it, but it's something they had coming because they can't do that to people and not expect retaliation. Well, it's become a war. We're freaking out this much about this incident. When in Baghdad, they went execution style, yeah. killing people, yeah. and we think like, oh, what's happening over here is horrible. What the fuck do you think people have been dealing for or with? Hundreds of years, years here on this soil, you know. It's like, have you seen the Mexican cartel videos? Yeah. This is not an everyday thing. Like, America, stop your white tears, okay? Yeah. And I think it's you know you have to like you look at a bar graph. You have one way up top and one down low, and then. Now that one has to lower so the other can rise, it's becoming oh so terrible. It's social Darwinism almost. It, it really is. It absolutely. And it sucks, but that's how it is. Speaking of tit for tat, yes. it's what's happening. As Richard Dawkins would say, tit for tat. You know, you can't like black people won't be able to gain something without white people having to lose something. And their problem is, I shouldn't say there as in completely inclusive, but the majority of their problem is they don't want to give that up because they no. have never had to live without that. Exactly. Ever. Speaking of historical events, um, the U.S. women's gymnastics team will be compromised of entirely color, colored women or my, uh, religious minorities. I thought that was cool. Like, I was like, this is like the most diverse team ever. I saw that. It really is. Uh, for the first time in 32 years, a Latina will be representing the U.S. in Rio. Get it, girl. Get it, Lori Hernandez. <laughs> um, this is the first time since Monica Minich has an Olympic all-around champion return to the Olympics, the subsequent Olympics. So, Gabby Douglas, thank you for joining us. This is the first time that hopefully the world champion will defend her all-around title at the Olympics. And so three-time and four-time national champion, my friend Simone Biles is going to the Olympics. And then we have um, Madison Koshian, who posted an impressive bar score. And she is a current reigning world champion in the uneven bars. Well, co-champions, there was four gold medalists at last year's Worlds. They just couldn't decide. <laughs> a mess. It's because the scoring system is stupid. That's like me. I would send everybody. Like, y'all are all good. All the big gold medalists. Yes. I really like one thing, uh, whenever they had the commentators, they had the two guys, and then they had Nastia Lugin on there. I believe it was her. I, and I, I well, one thing, thing I like that she said, you know, I was just kind of like, 
I'm blowing her off a little, but one thing I really did like she mentioned was the U.S. could send two teams of their people and win gold and silver. No, I was easy. like, damn right. <laughs> Simone could get injured. Please, no. I don't want him to get injured. And the U.S. would still win gold. Those girls are... Those girls are fierce. They're too fierce, too furious. Um, They're awesome. Uh, uh, the current Olympic world champ... Uh, no, current Olympic champion in the floor exercise, Ali Raisman. A Jewish girl. Speaks my name Jew. Is that what she is? Jewish? Yes. Okay. She's from Boston. She's in Massachusetts, the Boston area. She qualified for this Olympics as well. Her and Gabby were both on the 2012 squad that won gold. And the fifth member of the U.S. Women's Gymnastics team was... Um, Madison? Or did you mention her? I mentioned Madison. I mentioned Allie, Gabby, Simone, and Lori. Lori. Uh, alternate tour, and uh, Ashton Locklear, who was the first woman of Native American descent. I was really hoping she'd get on the team. Me too. I love her. I love her. Um, Michaela... Skinner, who I absolutely don't like. Her fugnastics, I can't I hate her fugnastics. And I meant the little bitch, she's insufferable. And then we have, um, oh, Reagan Smith, little Reagan Smith. She does four six. Teensy, teensy. I was like, she probably weighs like 70 pounds. She's teensy. What was her name? The runner? Oh, I don't, I don't recall the names on the- Ashley Phoenix, Felix. Felix. I watched a little bit of the running. Hey, Taylor. Yes. <laughs> Who was that runner? She didn't qualify for her second event at the Olympics, so she can't defend her title. When have I ever known anything about sports? Fair enough. Felix, you didn't make it. I remember. So, I remember hearing. Yeah, I was like the yeah. I remember he hearing them say that, but. So there's. Um, Those races were intense. Dude, a bunch of people qualified. A bunch of people didn't qualify. Um, the women's soccer team just got announced. I didn't watch that one. Apparently there's like a huge amount of uproar because... Oh, Michael Phelps qualified. Oh, sweet. He did. I didn't see those. It makes him the first swimmer to qualify to like a fuck ton of Olympics. Five. Paralympic. But I mean... Like Isaac says, he just showed up to the parking lot. They're like, alright, we got you. <laughs> Are we not focusing on conscious of now? The gymnast who's 41 qualified to her 7th Olympics. Get it, girl? Yes. I think it might have been her fifth Olympics as well. I don't know. She's 41, doing some of the most difficult gymnastics in the game. Stop. Yes. The beast. Yes. That's a, that's a brood hen, what we call a brood that's hen. That's our brood hen. <laughs> right there. They want her to have babies. <laughs> she does. Well, the reason she gets on training. Gymnast lady. The, re the reason she gets on training was because her son developed leukemia. And so in order to pay for her uh, treatment, she started competing gymnastics again. Oh, a goddess. Indeed. And now her son doesn't have cancer no more. Oh, she's amazing. I love her. That's beautiful. She is. Dude, give it up for moms one time. Taylor? Yes? You just don't care about sports, do you? I'm not at all. Why? I don't know. I don't either, but I think it's the passion that I have seeing those people, and I'm like... I can equivalent with that, you know, when I see that. <laughs> I can respect it. It's just like, it's something about the world coming together. Yeah. That I love. 
That's what I like about the Christmas, the Saturnella, and which they named Christmas after, which the Christians named Christmas, obviously, yeah. but it's a feeling that people have around a celebration, you know, like, why can't it be like this all the way around? Because it can, you yeah. know? No one's it, telling you to go to Macy's and spend all your money, but it really is. It's a society, we could all be happy. Mm-hmm. But we all like drama a little bit too much. Okay, so Heather O'Reilly was delegated to becoming um, alternate on the U.S. women's soccer team, which people are really upset about, apparently. Uh, Ashlyn Harris, Emily Sonnet, and Samantha Mewis all round out the alternates for the women's um, soccer team. Now, people are arguing that Allie Long basically robbed Heather O'Reilly. Everybody's pissed off about Allie Long, but the fact is that she's... I think Abby Womack is her name. She's like one of her besties, so there's that. Anyways, your favorite god fag is on the radio. For whatever godforsaken reason. <laughs> okay, I didn't hear myself. I didn't listen to myself. So, Brendy, what happened? Oh, dear. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, I felt like it was just him... It's like as if he invites people on there to grab them by like nip of their collar and dangle them out and let everyone either gawk at them or throw their shit at them or like that's really what it felt like because it didn't feel like when I looked at the website it's like oh the station that listens to Lovebook I'm like no you bring people on there to feel like you can throw stones at them because you feel like one sect of people who bastardize what religion is say it's okay because they felt like they could do it because they were pure they follow jesus and i'm like okay jesus would probably not like you people the way you act like no there's in the next 200 years probably 150 years since it's been like 50 years there's gonna be the church of martin luther king jr just like it was with Christianity. Christianity didn't take hold until like 200 years after Christ died. And that's when it really started spreading because people were like, oh, hey, I don't like being circumcised. I don't like doing mean things or having people do mean things to me. So I'm going to be here. And now these people totally turned it around and did it what exactly what Jesus was preaching against. And now there's in his name saying, oh, hey, I can judge you because I am oh so awesome. And I'm like, ew, y'all are gross. There's no difference in radical Islam. It really isn't. There isn't a difference between them. You know, they... So I was brought on to... They want purity in their women. They want them closed up. They say that only their God is okay. I was brought on to discuss uh, LGBT rights and um, basically trying to defend my quote-unquote lifestyle. Because I'm repeating the word lifestyle, lifestyle, lifestyle. And when as far as saying that homo- uh, no, homo- homophobia was a made-up term. Every term is made up. Every one of them. And, I mean, I have fun. I'm on there for the next five weeks, so tune in. Um, the last thing that we have in the Boiling Cloud is that Spice Girls Wannabe was used for a gender equality video, and it was really fucking cute. And number three, Taylor? Number three is Lost and Found by O. Weatherly. <laughs>
out loud until you hear the sound echo through your heartbeat. Do I have to watch you fade? Do I have to chase the clouds? Weatherly's Lost and Found in this week's Ring Review. Fucking Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. The sensation that has taken over the nation. Woo! I... Admittedly, can't play it because I have a 4S, and so uh, <laughs> I won't play it. But I, my, I played on my dad's and on my mom's. My, my dad has an iPhone six and six S, and my mom has a um, Android Galaxy something or other Edge, like a new one. So they, their phone. Oh, oh my God! Before we go any further, y'all, I saw a ghost. <laughs> Like, on my mom's phone. I was on, like, Snapchat filters, you know? How you can, like, put a face over or whatever. There was a motherfucking face behind me. I'll put it in the notes. Anyway, so their phones play Pokemon Go very well. Are you sure it wasn't our eye for pattern recognition that is so dominant in primates and other mammals? Girl, I'll show you the picture. picture. But But no, no, okay, okay, Taylor, talk about Pokemon Go. Go. This this, this thing is hot. Okay. So with Pokemon Go, I'm not even gonna lie. I didn't want anything to do with it. Um, yes, you did, liar. No, I'm being serious. <clears throat> I'm I didn't want anything to do with it. And then... You wanted it. That was all no, you. No, it was Brian. Brian. Brian, look. Look, I'm smoking. No, but... I mean, Brian or not, you know. You love Pokemon. I mean, not really. I still don't know, like, a lot about it. Like, I have to ask him questions constantly about it. I have 10 minutes until I have to go. Do you want to finish Pokemon Go another day? Sure. And number four, we have... Number two, we have Trial and Error oh, by Sacred Sound. Can't fight the hunger, can't quench my thirst. My stress can honestly get any worse. So I spend every verse like the cash I'm not making. My mind's made up, but I'm still Problems, then I'll beat them 
Sacred Sounds Trial and Error. And for a further thought... Okay. I feel as though religions are like cell phone providers. Because we all have our different cell phone providers. You know, Plateau Wireless. You have Sprint. You have Verizon. You have uh, T-Mobile. Rogers Wireless. Whatever. Um, Telmex. And fucking Mexico. And so, I feel like we all have different religions, like Catholicism and Judaism, and how Jewish people are cheap and Catholics are less than appropriate with kids. And so, I feel like it's kind of like cell phone providers, you know? Cell phone providers, like, Verizon costs too much, T-Mobile doesn't have a good coverage, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, both exist to enable communication. And to enable, like, people to be able to relate to one another. And so I feel we should stop um, communicating with the hateful rhetoric and start to love one another and communicate with a sense of meliorism. You know, I feel like we've really gotten past what what religion was installed, installed to be in the first place. It was something that would show people, like, oh, hey, you wild animals. Cause Don't be a cunt. And not just don't be a cunt, but like, hey, realize that you are an animal and 
move forward from there. Let's be a, not just, when I say civilized, I mean, let's just be a, a good animal to each other, you know, be how humans are, real sociable. And it showed, different religions just show different paths on how to do that. But I truly believe it became bastardized and became about a god, which I think God is a collection of human memory. You know, it's not a bearded guy in the sky. It's a summary of what humans have learned of an acknowledgement. So when I hear people say there is a God or isn't a God, it's like, I feel like they're both wrong because you have to look at it from an outside, from a third perspective, even a fourth perspective and think what was God supposed to be? It's a summation of the human mind, of a collection of human memory that's been handed down for over 10,000, 20,000 years. Stories told. Yeah. What do we do when someone tells us something and then we have to go tell somebody else that? We summarize it. We tell it what the main point was. We paraphrase. And that's what religion is. It's paraphrasing of stories that's been handed down for so long. And then translated from dead languages. Translated from dead languages. And then there's so much lost in translation, lost in the retelling of it. And it just becomes myth, legend after that. It's easier to say he walked on water whenever it's like he did such crazy things. He might as well have been walking on water. You know, I mean, analogies, metaphors, it's so full of that. And the fact that any one individual wants to take it literal and then apply their interpretation of something so vague to other people and say, oh, I can judge you because this is what the Bible says. No, that's it's ridiculous. It's ludicrous. If anything, it's not right. It's not within human parameters of dignity to treat somebody like that. Thank you, Brandy. <laughs> that was our fun thought. My bad. <laughs> and now we come to an, we come to an end of another beautiful, beautiful episode and rust episode and kind of high episode of the Fairy Godcast. And with Lady Gaga in the background. I, ho- I wish it would have been born this way. Because even on, on the radio station, they asked me, did you think you were born this way? And so I was like, well, tell me, like, when did you decide to be straight? And I was like, no. I was like, well, no. As far as Lady Gaga says, I was born this way, so. We are our own God. <laughs> Lady Gaga is my God. Every now and then. <laughs> Oprah's mind. Well, Taylor, thank I'm a you pagan. For us. <laughs> no problem. Brendy, thank you for coming on the show. And addicts, oh, thank you for addicts. having me. My nice sweet, sweet addicts. Have a great one. Shut the fuck up. Always come from a place of yas, everybody, and carpe the fuck out of the knocks in the DM or the afternoon. Him. At number one, we have Long Sleeves of Nicotine by New Haven. Which is our resident producer's boyfriend's bond. And this is also like my favorite song by them and they never play it live because they're fucking assholes. Thank you, y'all. Love you, New Haven. Bye, Brian. (laughs) Have a nice Tuesday or Wednesday whenever this comes out. Bye. Bye. Who even knows? (laughs) Adios. Bye. Take me to your breaking point. I want to see it all. Touch me with your restless joints. I smile as you stall. Tell me why you can't resist it, why you must proceed. 
doubt and stay with me tonight We'll put our hearts at ease In just one year you'll be able to say Goodbye to this world Forget about your past Life short as it is Now let's make these moments last Keep your right head above water Just for another year Darling, you'll be fine Just remember why you're Step back, we can cut this rope without broken glass Take my hands, I hold you close Jam time and your tears stay close Forget about your past Life short as it is Now let's make these moments last Shadows the floor, but I fall, but I fall, but I fall.